If you're an ambitious business owner ready to think big, rewrite your own rules, and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Now, before we dive into it, I want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by my Profit Masterclass, Three Steps to Profitable Revenue Growth. In this masterclass, I'll introduce you to my signature revenue planner. This is for you if you're ready to profitably grow your revenue and start taking back your time. To register for the Profit Masterclass, head to simplysmarternumbers.com forward slash Profit Masterclass. She built an audience from zero to 10,000 in just eight months. They were engaged, they were primed to buy, and that's exactly what they did. They bought. That was 18 months ago, so today her numbers and her business are even bigger. She started from zero. We all start from zero. So what is the key to building an audience of your own from zero? Well, that's what we're talking about today with Stevie Dillon. We're going to deep dive into the marketing strategy that she used to build her business from the ground up. We break that marketing strategy down and consider how it works specifically to grow your service-based business. We're talking about content marketing and we're answering these questions. What is it? What does it look like? How can you apply it to your business without having it take up too much time? And is it time for you to consider content marketing in your business? The key takeaway, well, it's that content marketing is not just for new businesses. It can work for those of you that have been around for a while. And if you have had enough of trading time for money, then you really need to consider this. Why? Well, because you'll be paving your own way, opening yourself up to the potential for something bigger in your business, even if you don't know what that something bigger is yet. Stevie's mission is to help more women leverage the internet and the opportunities presented by online entrepreneurship to build profitable, sustainable online businesses. Her special source is providing the tools and resources to build standout personal brands using social media and podcasting and to monetize with a signature online course. Stevie is also the host of the Stevie Says Social podcast, which debuted at number two on Apple Podcasts. It's a regular in the top 10 business charts and has been downloaded 300,000 times. Stevie has been featured in the likes of Social Media Examiner, Business Chicks, League of Extraordinary Women, Smart Company, and on Channel 7 where she has written and spoken extensively on all things social media. She was recently named one of the top 150 most influential female founders in Australia by Scrunch. 
I'm excited to welcome today's guest, Stevie Dillon. I came across Stevie a couple of years ago when she was first starting out in her business, Stevie Says Social. There were a couple of things that Stevie opened my eyes to, and I knew that I needed to hear more of what this woman had to say. So here I was, a professional, an ex-tax accountant, a service-based business owner, and at that point in time, a couple of years ago, I was wanting to start this business, Simply Smarter Numbers. I knew I needed to stand out. I knew I wanted an online business and I knew I wanted to use social media, but honestly, I just could not work out for the life of me how it is that a business like mine could work online, let alone be marketed online. And in comes this businesswoman, Stevie, who was talking about social media for service-based businesses. Now, Stevie's business has grown beyond belief using the exact marketing strategies that she teaches, and we are in for a real treat today as Stevie is going to go deep on the key marketing strategy that she used when she started her business and started to grow it online. But enough from me. Welcome, Stevie. Hi. So good to be here. Thanks, Jen. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here. How about you just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and perhaps where your business kind of came from and where you're headed today? Yeah, sure. So I am Stevie, funnily enough. My business name is Stevie Says Social and I teach people how to build standout personal brands using social media, specifically Instagram and podcasting, and to monetize it with a signature online course, which is a mouthful, but it really sort of sums up what I do. Uh, And that's evolved over time. So I really started out probably when you were kind of coming across me, Jen, um, specifically in social media and really kind of establishing myself as the go-to person in that space. That was really my goal when I was first starting out in business. And I did that for a couple of years and it's just now starting to evolve. So that is me in a nutshell. Yeah. So you've sort of taken that starting point being the social media and then taken what it is you can do with social media as a service-based business owner and how it is you can then monetize that, how it is that we can start, you know, making some money out of all of the effort that we put into not just social media, but everything that comes from that, from you, you now work with, um, on, creating digital courses. Yeah. Is that right, Stevie? Yeah. yeah so heading down that the, path. It's kind of the whole ecosystem now. So when I started mm. out, it was very much teaching people, you know, the nuts and bolts of social media. And then what I realized is that people, because it's so sexy, people were coming to me for help with, you know, um, Instagram and engagement and all of that sort of thing, but they didn't actually have the foundation sorted. So they didn't have, you know, a sales funnel. And if you don't have a sales funnel leading people to, you know, whatever your core offer is, then you're kind of just doing social media for social media's sake. And so I started to dive more deeply into that and then kind of specifically from there. And it kind of has mapped my own business journey, I guess. I really saw the potential for, you know, things like content marketing and social media to uh, act as the fuel to build a personal brand and then um, the potential that that gives you to do what a lot of, I think, service providers, freelancers, uh, people kind of that are booked out with client work ultimately want to do. Uh, which is, and I say this in inverted commas, passive income. There is nothing passive about it, but it is kind of um, digital products in the sense that you do a whole lot of hard work up front and then you get to reap the benefits of that later. So that's where I'm at at the moment. 
Yeah, I think it's it's such an interesting world for us professional business owners who have worked in our businesses, doing our things, generally working face-to-face with people one-on-one for such a long period of time. There does We get to a point where we go, is this it? Have I hit my ceiling? Is this as far as I can really take this business? Because the longer you're in business, ideally you want to eventually start creating more of a lifestyle for yourself. But mm. when the time you're putting into your business is in direct correlation with the m- amount of money that you're able to take out of your business, well, the two just don't go in hand in hand, do they? Mm. So this is just gives us uh, business owners, our, us professional business owners, a, an alternative, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. And it's something that I've actually been really mindful of really from the early days. I was always really mindful that if I booked myself to capacity, I wouldn't have any time to do the things that would ultimately set me free, which is, you know, creating courses and doing all of that good stuff. So it's something I've been mindful of from the very early days. And I've never really, uh, I guess, put myself in a position where I have been completely to capacity and haven't had the opportunity to do that. But I know that there's a lot of service-based business owners at the moment that are just kind of frazzled, booked out, and either, you know, they can raise their prices or they can, uh, and you'd know all about this, Jen, they can hire a team or they can go down the digital product route. And I've got the, you know, the solution for people that do want to do that. So, and I love it too. So that's very cool. Yeah. And I guess the thing is too, you've actually been able to do it in your business. So from day one, you started out uh, not having any actual experience in digital products. Is that right? Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So you have done it and built it and worked it all out yourself and done all the hard yards. So now you're at a point where you can say, okay, this actually does work. This is how we do it. Uh, and this is all you need to do as a service-based business to add this element of, again, in inverted commas, passive income to yeah. your business. So it's a really exciting uh prospect for business owners such as myself and other professional service-based business owners out there. But I guess we all have to start somewhere. And what I'd love to talk to you about today is where it is exactly that you started. So you started, I believe, back in the early days working with a marketing strategy uh, around content marketing. Now, does that sort of, is that kind of where you really kind of kicked off your business and started getting yourself out there, Stevie? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I actually was working for a real estate agency and uh, this is before I even started my business. And they had said to me, uh, you know, we want some creative ideas for getting our agency out there. And, you know, we don't want to do billboards and all of the traditional marketing type of thing. What what do you have for us, right? And so that was literally the catalyst for me doing this deep dive into um, a way that you can market a business without kind of advertising and being really um, interruptive in the way that you're doing things. And so through that process of kind of research, I came across Gary V and really kind of started listening to his podcast. And he's obviously such an abrasive person, but he just said over and over and over again, you've got to add value. You've got to add value. And I was like, right, how can I take that and apply it to this agency that I'm working for? And so uh, we put together a pretty detailed content marketing plan and started rolling it out. And I loved it. And I was like, and I started to see the impact of it. So rather than, you know, especially with real estate, when people are like, uh, have the perception that real estate agents rightly or wrongly, and some of them, you know, definitely give the industry a bad name. But 
um, of being really salesy and pushy in the way that they do things, we kind of flipped it and started this content marketing strategy, which was like interviewing local people in the area, um, you know, showcasing businesses and the stories behind, you know, the local characters in the area. And it got bigger and bigger to the point where it was really kind of positively affecting the agency. And I was like, this is so cool. This is awesome. And so it was like content marketing in action. And so I started a social media blog um, documenting what I was learning around that process. And then that kind of led me down the rabbit hole of without even really intentionally doing it, starting a content marketing strategy for what would then in the future become my own business, which would become Stevie Says Social. So yeah. Yeah, It's so exciting to hear it and when you have actually experienced it in somebody else's business and seen it come to life, uh, it's exciting because we 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 know that traditional marketing has kind of had its day, and even more so in the year of 2020, we kind of we all are starting to really look outside our own little box a little bit, aren't we? And we're sort of looking for different things. And I know that a lot of people are embracing it and have been for a period of time. But like we say, when you're booked up and you're working solidly and you don't have the hours to put towards this kind of thing, then, you know, it does mean that perhaps there are some businesses out there that haven't had the opportunity to do the things that you've done, to do the things that I've done and put that into practice. Mm. So I'd love to talk today about how it is that we can start putting that sort of thing into practice in our businesses. So when we say content marketing, Stevie, I and I had no idea what that was a couple of years ago, okay? I had zero idea. So I guess the thing is with us professional people, we are very good at our craft. We're very good at our thing. We're an expert in whatever it is we work in, but I am the first one to put my hand up and say when it comes to marketing and social media and all of that sort of good stuff, it it is not something that comes at all naturally to me and it's not something I've ever really wanted to embrace but we get to a point where we go, okay, now is the time. Mm. So if we were to talk about content marketing, just right down at its very basic level, it is how would you explain it? Um, Is it? Yeah, how would you just explain it for those that have never really heard it? Oh, so it's basically, especially as a service provider, it's showcasing your expertise and adding value around the topics and types of information that people actually want. So it's leading with value as a way of promoting your business without ever being salesy rather than, you know, um, putting an ad in the newspaper or putting an ad on TV, which, you know, is an interruption to people's days. And so, you know, it's something that um, it, it, does the job in terms of it gets in front of your audience, but it doesn't necessarily stick and it doesn't necessarily create the right impression. So content marketing is flipping that on its head and it's really saying, okay, so how can I actually add massive value to these people that are my prospective customers and clients by giving them information that is super valuable, which at the same time establishes you as an expert and the go-to person in your field if you do it over and over. So it's so powerful and I'm so passionate about it. And it looks like it looks like a blog. It looks like a podcast Podcast, video. There's basically Uh, three ways you can do it. So it's blog, it's written audio or um, visual. So it's blog, podcast, video. And, you know, there's different channels that you can do that. So from there, that's your core content channels. So, you know, blog, podcast, video is really where you can create longer form um, 
types of content that basically can sit for a long period of time. And, you know, if it's on YouTube and it's a video, it has that search engine optimization benefit. If it's a blog and you're optimizing it, same thing, same with a podcast. And then from there, content marketing can kind of be split out into different types of channels like, you know, Instagram and Facebook and social media. And you can take little pieces of that. And that's also a different kind of form of content marketing too. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of your content marketing is if you've put all of the time and effort into putting together a blog or a podcast or a a video of some description, which is adding value and providing helpful advice to your ideal audience, what you can then do is take little pieces of that, can't you? And use that in your Instagram posts or your Facebook posts or whatever it might be. So you're not constantly reinventing the wheel. That's kind of one of the huge advantages of your content marketing, isn't it? Mm, And that's actually so personally, that's something that I haven't really, so it's called content repurposing basically. And it's not something that I've really embraced heavily in my business until just recently. And I always knew kind of you could take a, a piece of core content and split it out, but I've now got really solid processes around I create one podcast episode a week and then from there I literally create like 10 pieces of content from that. So it turns into a blog post, it turns into a carousel post or Instagram graphic, um, it turns into a whole heap of different things and it's all literally from that one piece of core content and I then make it specific to whatever channel that I'm posting it on. So, for example, on Instagram at the moment, shareable, savable graphics are just working so, so well. I'm getting next level engagement um, from summarizing the podcast episode and putting one of those graphics up, for example. Um, And so it really kind of means that rather than spending all of your time trying to create bespoke content for a million different platforms, you can, and especially if you have a team, so you can be the person that, um, you know, gets on the microphone, for example, if you have a podcast and you record a half an hour podcast episode, you then put that into a folder. And then from there, if you have processes set up to do this, your whole team, your team can, you know, create a whole heap of different pieces of content from, from that. And that's your content marketing strategy done. Yeah. It makes it actually sound so doable because one of the things that turns me off social media is the constant, constantly having to sit and try and come up with interesting and exciting things. It's so different for, I feel like it's, maybe it isn't easier. Maybe it's because I'm on the other side of the fence, but you feel like it's easier for people that have uh, retail businesses and things where they can take beautiful pictures and photos and put them up on Instagram and and sort of market their businesses that way. But for us service-based business owners, we have to really think differently. And I guess what it does, and I mean, I've embraced what you do, Stevie, because I have done your podcast course launch your wildly successful podcast and it was and it's fantastic. And here I am, I have my own podcast. Mm -hmm. So I've embraced it. Taking um like you say, half an hour out of your day to do your podcast, then knowing that all of your other social media can be drawn from that. It's it's actually, yeah, it's really time it's a time saving, efficient way to market your business. And yeah, I'm really embracing it. I love it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I'm obviously a massive um advocate of it because I've seen it not only in my own business, but I've seen it 
with so many service providers. Like it's so interesting that you say that um, you think that service providers have it tougher than product-based businesses and I couldn't disagree more because I feel like at the moment social media is really favouring those businesses that have um, have a story, have a personality. So especially if you're a personal brand or you're somebody that has their own expertise or you're a doctor or a lawyer or a um, you know, a physiotherapist or anything along those lines, if you can, you know, tell stories about what it is that you do, why it is that you love working with your clients, and then um, pair that with showcasing your expertise by just providing massive value and giving your very best advice away for free without ever being scared that people won't come to you, they still will, it will establish you as the expert, um, then not only does it kind of um, please the social media algorithms and you'll get great engagement and all of that good stuff, but it actually is such um, a beautiful way of doing business because you're or advertising without ever being salesy. Yeah, and I guess it's really just up to us professional business owners to just embrace it and just start doing this stuff, you know. It is we do have stories, we do have case studies, we do have a lot of interaction with our own clients, the conversations that we have of course are are confidential, but there's always things we can take from what it is that we're doing in our day-to-day work in our professional lives and take little pieces of that and help others on a mass sort of uh, on a, in a mass way yeah. through our social media. And like I think the easiest way of kind of thinking about it because often people are like, but I don't know, I sit down to like create content and I don't know what to create content around. Just literally sit down and like list out the 50 questions that you have been asked, you know, about different aspects of how you do things or your business or that you know come up. And then just literally that can be your first 50 blog posts and or your first 50 podcast episodes. Like it, it can honestly really be as simple as that. Um, mm. Yeah. And I've seen like I've seen a lot of professional businesses do it really, really well lately. There is um, a financial business up in Brisbane that is just killing it at the moment with really short snippets of financial advice, for example. And um, people are like, you know, but that's not interesting enough for social media. But if you are a business owner and you need that sort of advice, you would know this, Jen, then it's very relevant to you and it's helpful. And like specifically in the case of this business, you know, they're, they're kind of in the back of my mind and on my radar because they're constantly coming into my feed with useful information. Yeah, great. So Stevie, that's all good and well. We know that content, we now we know what it is. We know uh, how we should be starting to think about content marketing, whether we should be starting to employ it in our businesses and get our heads around it. But why should we do it from a business growth perspective? Like how is it going to help us grow our business? And perhaps the best place to start there is how did it help you grow your business back in those early days and then compared to how it is it's helping you grow your business today? Yeah, so I never could have guessed the impact that it would have in the early days and I'm so glad that I started out. So when you're very first starting out in business, it can sometimes feel like you're talking to crickets. You know, if you're publishing blog posts or you start a podcast and you're like, nobody's listening, this is so frustrating. And like, I have been there. Like I, you know, um, kicked off my blog, for example, in January and I don't think anyone even read it until we got to about, you know, June or July of that year. Um, And then I went from the blog into the podcast. But the groundswell effect, so what it did for my business 
it literally built my business. So I didn't run Facebook ads. I didn't have any paid spend at all for the first kind of year and a half that I was in business. And I was, you know, financially doing really well right from the right from the get-go and it literally came from um constantly providing value syndicating that value in the right places um and doing that over and over consistently like there's no secret source to it um it's had a huge impact on my business. Yeah, and it and you would you have a funnel in place. So without wanting to get too into the sort of how it all works and the technical side of it or anything, but basically you are able to collect. You were collecting people's emails. You know, had your kind of a database of of uh, listeners, a database of subscribers there that you were then able to get in touch with when the time comes that you have something to sell. Yeah. So it's really, especially if you go into online business, it's really critical that you have an email list from day one, simply because you, you know, don't control your social media platforms. Um, And the conversion rate from email, so conversion rate means the number of people that are on your email list that actually purchase from you is um, so much higher than pretty much any other platform. So the way that I did it, and I was very fortunate that I did this in the early days because there was no strategy around it. But um, I did create a um, opt-in, which is basically a valuable freebie that people exchange their email address for. And so it needs to be related to whatever your free content is. So say, for example, I have a um, podcast episode all about how to start a podcast. So the freebie that I would have related to that, and it's one of the freebies I do have or used to have, um, is a podcast equipment cheat sheet. So the first question that people always have, rightly or wrongly, is what microphone do I need, right? And so um, I would record a podcast episode about how to start a podcast. And then I would mention if you would like the free cheat sheet that will tell you, you know, what microphone you need, head over to this URL to grab it. And then they would end up on my email list. And then I would have an email strategy. This is getting more complicated. It doesn't need to be. Your email strategy can just be every fortnight you send out, you know, a related piece of content or you send out your podcast episodes to them every week, right? So you're nurturing them. And then when it gets to the point that, you know, you're in a launch or you're in a promotion, then you've got a um, audience of people that are prospective people that have already expressed interest in whatever your core offer is. So for me, it's a podcasting course so that, you you know, you can present that offer and it's the next logical step for people who do want to take that next step. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a case of, Deciding that you want to do something different in your business, agree, you know, getting your head around the fact that content marketing will actually work for you as a business owner, deciding the type of content marketing you want to get started in, whether it's a blog, you know, or a podcast or video. Blogs, I guess, are the easy in, aren't they? Easy way to get started. I mean, there's less tech involved in a blog. So from that perspective, for sure. Yeah. And then it's a case of using those little bits of information wherever you can and putting it out into your, you know, using the content that you have just put together in your blog and putting it out into your other social media, then asking for people's emails and but giving them something valuable in 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 exchange for like a d- downloadable PDF that type of thing, so that kind of comes into the next level. So it's kind of like starting. You've got to start somewhere. Start with the blog. The next step is start repurposing the information there and putting it out into your social media. The next step will be okay. Well, what is this? 
free thing that I can offer my audience, my listeners, my readers that they can download and so that I can start collecting email addresses and building an audience of my own. And then from there, you yeah, you've got someone that you can, you've got this whole group of people that are listening, watching, reading, and you can eventually sell to those people when the time's right. Totally. And that's how you kind of build up a really warm audience, especially in the early days, like content marketing, obviously it takes time. It can take less time when you do things like content repurposing and all of that good stuff, but it does take time. But I, I do feel like if you're in your first, you know, year or couple of years of business, you've got more time than you do money. Some people may not, but um, it's really kind of, I recommend getting started in the early days because that's when you really have the most um, ability to do it. As time goes on and you have more money, less time, you can start to do things like invest in Facebook ads, but even things like Facebook ads won't work if you don't already have a warm organic audience. And um, I just think that you know, starting off early, building your email list early, getting those pieces in place will only ever help you as you grow. Um, yeah, so yeah. powerful. And, and if even if you've been in business already for three years or five years or seven years or whatever it might be, but you're looking to change things up, start the blog. Mm. That's all it is, isn't it? You know, if you've been in business for that long, you've probably got people around you. You've probably got people that you can say, well, I'm going to start this blog. Go and work out how you get it up on a website. Go and work out how to, you know, pull out the pieces of information for me. Let's start moving on some social media. Just start. Yeah. You know, once you get started on it, it's just become so much easier. It's just that, that first sort of that just getting the wheel turning, I think, is the hard part. And and then all of these other things, they just come naturally over a, a period of time, don't they? So Stevie, with your business, do you mind me asking what it kind of did with your uh, email list right from the very start? So I'm assuming that you started out with zero people on your email list, like most of us would do. Yeah. And yeah, what did it kind of do to your email list? Just to put some sort of perspective around the kind of growth that you can get from an audience? Yeah. So my email list obviously started out at zero um, and it grew really significantly. So before, even before I started with Facebook ads, so Facebook ads have really kind of put like a rocket fuel on it. But um, yep. it, so content marketing grew it to 15,000 um, leads, which is huge for zero yeah. ad spend. Yeah, it's massive. Yep. And over what kind of period of time did that take you to? Um, so it was at 10,000 within eight months of starting the business. Um, wow. Yep. And then I did, so it's always recommended that you do a cleanup. So I do a cleanup about every six months and I do delete people off the list if they haven't opened anything for a little while, which will happen, right? So you want to make sure that you've yep. got um, good email deliverability and things like that. So it's kind of fluctuated up and down, um, but it was at 10,000 before I did the first um, cull and it's a, it's a lot harder higher now but um but yeah so 10,000 but a lot more engaged probably yep. as well so like, that's the other yeah. thing it's so important that you have an engaged email list so if there's people that aren't opening your emails it will actually really hurt your email sends and there's just no use and especially like people will over time as well as your business grows they won't be potentially interested in a social media course that they signed up for a freebie for two years earlier right so um it's something that you need to make sure that you're constantly kind of keeping on top of and cleaning. And I do that quite regularly. 
Yeah, yeah. And then, so let's then, if that's how you've started, it took you eight months to get to 10,000 people on your email list. Then from there, at some point down the track, you have a something that you're going to sell, a course, you were selling online courses. Yeah. What percentage of people, sorry to like throw this at you, but you know, rough is okay. But what percentage of people, when you were ready to sell something sizable, so I know you were doing some one-to-ones and things beforehand, but when you were ready to sell something sizable to that audience that you had had been working on accumulating over a period of time, what percentage of those people were actually per- purchasing that, that purchased from you came from that audience? Yeah. Yeah. So my conversion rate, um, so my, I keep a track of all of this stuff. Um, so on average, my con- warm conversion rate is about 6%, which is very high. In, to put it in perspective, my cold conversion rate, so people who have never heard of me that have come off, you know, a Facebook ad or whatever, sits around 1.6%. So that's the other thing with content marketing, the um, relationship that you form with people and the intimacy um and the likeliness that they're going to purchase because you've been providing value consistently um, means that when you do present an offer to them, it is the highest converting audience that you'll have. So, Stevie, those numbers are really interesting. If you're getting, say, 6% for your audience. Now, I guess if you're hearing the the number 6% to start with, you might go, oh, that sounds low. I mean, but I guess you're comparing that to what would be the industry sort of average for that type of thing? Oh, look, there's, it's different per industry and it's different for, but like the, the stats that are thrown out there are sort of one to 2%. Um, and it can obviously, it, it depends on a whole heap of different things, but, but comparing it to my Facebook ads conversion rate, which is 1.6%, um, it's, significantly higher than yeah. that. And so this yeah. is this is also keep in mind that this 6% is um, of my entire email list. So for example, if I decide that I want to, um, you know, do a launch for my podcasting course, for example, there might only be 2000 of those people that actually sign up for the free webinar. And so the conversion rate on that is much higher. I'm just talking about the conversion rate of my entire email list. Yeah, um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really, it's an interesting way for us to look at it. So it's just like gathering a, a an engaged audience around us who are primed, ready to buy when the time is right, assuming that you're selling something that they are interested in. So I love the concept. Uh, that's, you know, where I'm at in my business is obviously I've just started my podcast. So that's kind of the track that I am heading down. So anyone can do it. Trust me, if I can do this, anyone can do it. Um, And what I would love for you to then sort of let us know is what would be your top tips on creating that effective, valuable content marketing? So when I say your top tips, you know, what is it that we should be thinking about? In my mind, I go with, I can give people the what and the why, but do we hold back on the how or? Look, that is that is kind of like the conventional content marketing wisdom. Like people say, you know, don't give away the how. And um, I do say that to a certain extent, but I've actually 
built my business by being overly generous with the advice that I give away for free. And I think that content marketing's gotten so competitive these days that if you are holding back, people can sense it and they'll go to somebody and they'll start listening to the podcast or they'll start, you know, reading the blog or they'll start following on social media somebody who is giving more away, right? Mm. Um, So I actually, even though um, you obviously don't give it all away for free. I think that giving away bits and pieces, but not in a systematic order is totally fine. So, you know, for example, for me, um, using, you know, okay, I've got an Instagram course coming up. So I give away little snippets of advice that is super, super valuable. Like I have people message me on Instagram and say, I can't believe what you give away for free, but it's not in a system, right? And so like I know that behind the scenes there is so much more value in the program and it's in a step-by-step system that people can actually go through and action. But I think that it's totally fine to give away um, in no particular order little snippets of super super valuable advice. Um, Yeah. And I feel like we just have to kind of get over ourselves a little bit that way and just like, don't be afraid to put it out there. Don't be afraid to actually help and give real advice to people because in the end, that's how you're going to stand out. Yeah. You will not stand out. Honestly, it's everyone these days has, you know, a blog, everyone's starting a podcast, you know, so many YouTube channels out there. And if you really want to stand out, you're not going to do it simply by having it. You're going to do it by being the most valuable. So I think really passionately believe, like give your best advice away for free. Um, It will draw people to you. They will start to see you as the go-to person, the authority. And so like, who do people want to actually, you know, work with when it does come to the point that they need additional help? They're going to go to that person. They're not going to go to that person that's been, you know, keeping it all behind the scenes because they're scared of um, losing business, right? Actually, the opposite will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Such an important thing to think about is just, yeah, open up, put yourself out there and the right people will turn up. The right people will appreciate it and they'll understand that. They'll understand it and they'll see that, okay, I'm getting enough here to take care of my problem that I've got happening like right now. This is going to help me and it's going to move me one little step further. But if I want real help to solve the problem once and for all and get me past this issue that I have that's burning, then I probably need to go directly to that person and get some real one-to-one quality help. Yeah. That's the right person for me. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so like another way to do it is you can kind of um, be super valuable with giving away the first step and you would end. So for example, say you're doing a blog post and, you know, um, you know that people who, um, you know, I'll use my Instagram course as an example. You know that people who struggle with Instagram don't know how to um, put together a strategy, for example. And so you could give away everything to do with putting together a strategy. And then at the end of the episode, you could say, but there's so many different tasks involved in this. Do you want to know more about how to actually execute these individual tasks? That's when you need to, you know, work with me or whatever it is. So. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Thank you, Stevie. Like I feel as though we have just, we've enlightened people as to what content marketing is. Even if you kind of know about it, at least now we've gone in quite deep. I feel like people can really 
get involved and start their own blogs, start, you know, using content marketing in their own businesses in one way or another. So we've fit, we've kind of placed content marketing into the little puzzle of marketing as a, and sort of let everybody know where it all fits in. Where is it people that people can find you, Stevie, where can they find you if they want more information? Uh, You mentioned an Instagram course, you know, what have you got coming up? What is it that you can um, help people out with in the future? Um, all things content marketing, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. So just head to my website, steviesayssocial.com, and there's a free podcast masterclass. There'll shortly be a free Instagram masterclass, and you can go from there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I hope that I've got no doubt there will be lots of people heading over to steviesayssocial.com and checking you out. And it's a fantastic website too, by the way. I love your website. Oh. Uh, it's it's beautiful. And I've been there many, many times because <laughs> I've, um, I've yeah enjoyed doing the work that I have done with you over the time. You have uh, helped me build my business to where it is absolutely without a doubt so thank you for helping me out thank you for helping my guests out and thank you for coming on the show oh thank you so much for having me jen i really appreciate it oh and wherever you are in the world when you're listening whether you are in australia whether you're in america wherever you might be i want you to have a fantastic week and i look forward to chatting with you again soon Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook, and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business. And I'm honored that you tuned in.